Hello, you beautiful soul. My name is Heaven. I am a Reiki teacher, a spiritual coach, a light worker, and a truth seeker. A large part of my role is to bring awareness to all things spiritual, personal development, and the truths of this world. I am so happy to have you here. Hello again. Oh, I'm really excited for today's podcast episode because we're doing a nice little pregnancy update for you all. It has been so highly requested. So many people have so many questions about my pregnancy, how I'm approaching pregnancy, how I'm doing in pregnancy. We are getting closer to birth, so updating on all of that, what that looks like. I'm I should have listened to my first like pregnancy announcement podcast episode where I'm like talking about all the things in the first trimester because I feel like so much has changed in such a short amount of time. I'm going to have to listen to that after this one because now I'm like, oh, I can't wait to see the growth because there has been so much of that in this short period of time. So I'm really just going to dive deep into where I'm at now, what I've learned, what I'm doing to prepare, as well as answer some questions that came in based off of where we're at in this journey. Um, I am pretty open on my stories on Instagram already, but to give the full lowdown, this episode will definitely do that. I'm really excited. I love talking about this stuff and I feel like it's important to talk about these things because as I mentioned, I like to be really open, especially on my podcast. I'm very raw and real. So anything that you listen to, know it's coming straight from my heart. And these are all my very true, honest experiences. And I hope that it can bring some solace to other pregnant mamas, especially if it's the first time you are pregnant. Um, because there are a lot of things that they don't tell you about. And I think it's important to talk about it. It is so important. And it's funny because as I'm sitting here recording this, the little baby is so active. He is very, very active. I feel him moving all of the time, but we'll get into all of that. Um, I've kind of split this podcast up into mind, body, soul kind of things, how I've developed, what I've learned, all the growth there. And symptoms, of course, as well, what it's been like for me because, as I mentioned, we need to talk about these things, <laughs> normalize it. So let's get right into it. So at the time of this recording, I am in my third trimester. I have been for a few weeks. I am 30 and a half weeks along, so 10-ish weeks to go till I meet baby boy, which is absolutely crazy. Also, that is a thing. We did find out exactly what we're having, and it's a beautiful baby boy, which has been so crazy to digest. It's not a surprise. While it is a surprise, it is also not. <laughs> In my first trimester, I was having a lot of cravings, a lot of feelings, a lot of just like when you look into Chinese medicine and how they predict what the sex is going to be of the baby everything was pointing to a girl everything everything said a girl nothing said a boy at all <laughs> so my body was giving and creating these symptoms that made me think it was a girl 
And then I actually had a dream where in this dream I was breastfeeding him and I looked down and he looked up at me. He took a minute and he looked up at me and he had milk all over his lips and he gave me a big kiss and I looked into his eyes and I saw him. I saw his face. I know what he looks like. I'm of course very curious to see if it's accurate or not, but I don't think it's wrong whatsoever. He looks a lot like Josh. (laughs) which is not a surprise but he does have big eyes like I do so I saw him and then I think a few weeks later was when we actually were able to find out for sure what the sex was and when I found out it was a boy I was both terrified and shocked and excited and relieved so many emotions came forward when I found out that he was a boy I really do come from a family that has a lot of females. Um, A lot of my cousins are female. So I definitely was surprised to find out that it was a boy. I had just, you know, this assumption other than my dream that it was a girl. So I really thought that. And then when I found out, it was like, okay, now I have to raise a conscious man in this world. And Well, that is so terrifying. It was also so empowering because he chose me to do that and he knows that I can do it. And that to me is just the best feeling to raise a boy, to raise a masculine in this world where there's so much pain, where the masculine feels like they cannot show emotions, to be born to me who just shows all of the emotions and has so many tools to regulate emotions in a really healthy way. I just, I was so excited and relieved to know that I'm going to create a son that your daughter doesn't need to be afraid to be around. And that was the biggest thing for me because there's so much going on in the world. There's so much pain. There's so much hurt so much suffering, so much trauma, and especially within the masculine, and I really want to make that difference in a really big way, and I think that's why I've been chosen as his mother, and I've been placed here to have a son, which saying that out loud is like, wow. <laughs> of course, Josh was very excited and immediately went to, we're going to name him Josh Jr., That is not his name. We already have his name picked out. We're not sharing it until he arrives Earth side um, because I just think it's so special. We actually didn't choose the name. He chose the name. This name was not on our list whatsoever. We were very open, but he, his energy, his soul, he chose the name. And I can't wait to explain that a little bit more once he's here because... Those that I've I've shared his name with, which is a very small amount, have just seen how I, I can't go any other way. He chose it, and it feels good for us. Of course, we love the name, but it's just interesting how if you're open and receptive to a spirit or a soul's energy, what will come forward? Because, yeah, he chose this fully, and it's, oh, it's so exciting, and it's, It does represent a lot of my energy in a way, if that makes sense, where he definitely is choosing a name that would make sense with my name. So it's not something that's super common by any means because I couldn't just go name 
my baby, like Josh, <laughs> sorry, babe, if you're listening, um, I wanted something a little unique, of course. I don't want something so unique that he would maybe get made fun of because that's something I want to be conscious of. But something that he chose, he chose the name, so he's choosing the consequences that come with the name, I guess. <laughs> so my second trimester was so good. Honestly, of course, I've had symptoms and struggles and growing and all of the things but the second trimester is they're very right when they say I'm saying they as and all the other mamas out there when they say it's the best one <laughs> I feel that so deeply all of your energy is back your ability to eat if you're not struggling with any other conditions comes back you don't have food aversions you just feel like you can get all of the things done and it feels so good you're not so big that you feel like you can't do things <laughs> because that's becoming a very real thing in my world. Um, it's just so good, so blissful. All the energy, you feel great. You feel incredible. Some days you don't even feel pregnant, to be very honest. Um, so that second trimester, so good body-wise. Body was feeling great. I've had some strange symptoms. Um so through my second trimester, I've definitely struggled with my low blood pressure, which isn't a threat or anything like that to baby, to birth, to anything. I've always had low blood pressure, but it definitely has forced me to really listen to my body. And now, especially in the third trimester, I'll get into that after when I kind of touch on the third trimester, but definitely have to listen to the body that is so important um because it speaks to you it's different you're doing different things you're growing life it's going to be different <laughs> it's not going to be the same so really surrendering into that was a struggle for me I like to go 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 and do 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 so luckily with all of the energy that came back in the second trimester I felt okay in what I was doing but my low blood pressure was definitely one of those things that just we would go for little hikes, little walks, and I'd have to really take my time, really slow it down, just be with myself and take that breath. Take the freaking breath. If not, I would pass out. I, I did pass out in the grocery store because I can't stand in one spot for too long and the lines were long and... All of the blood I feel like just drained out of my head and landed me passing out in the middle of the grocery store. It was not fun. No one helped me. I don't know why. I don't know why no one helped me. It was, I'm very, I'm very much a fainter already. So it wasn't like a huge shock to me to faint. <laughs> um, it was a shock, you know, to faint and not have anyone help me. At that point, I definitely was showing a little bit. So you could tell Again, I'm super petite, so my body sh was showing quite early. You could tell there's a little bump, so I figured someone would help me. They didn't. Josh came to meet me at the grocery store. Um, he wouldn't let me drive home, of course, and haven't really done groceries alone since. Again, this new awareness, it's hard. I won't lie because I am so independent and I like to do things by myself, and I've had to lean more on my support team through this because it's just not safe for me if I'm just passing out in places. Uh, if I hit my head, if I don't have help, I just need to have someone there with me. So I don't do many things alone anymore, which is okay. 
Um, again, surrendering into that has been a huge thing. But my low blood pressure has been something we've been keeping an eye on. Not really too much of a concern. It just forces me to slow down. I also have been struggling with insanely chapped lips that are... I've got an eczema on my lips is what it is. And they burn, they hurt, they're huge, they're so uncomfortable. They don't look great. Like as I'm recording this right now, there's just skin peeling off of them. So much skin <laughs> peeling off of them. And it's so strange. Um, but that is the reality of that. Um, just kind of taking it day by day. There's nothing I've tried that fully helps. Honestly, the best thing that I found is the Medex Blistex, which I don't love to use because all of the natural lip balms have beeswax and that just makes them so bad, like so inflamed. So we don't use that. We just use the Medex Blistex and that has been really helpful, honestly, in the best way. It doesn't cure it, but it's helped. So I'll take that. I've also struggled, especially in the second trimester, not so much anymore, with indigestion. That was new. I had never experienced that before, and I did take Tums. It is the only thing I've taken in pregnancy other than two or three nights I took Diclectin at the very beginning for my nausea. I was really, really sick, so I took nausea medication which was not covered. I paid a lot for 100 tablets, which I should have said, I'm never going to be taking 100 of these tablets. I got them. They're there in case, but that's all I've really taken in pregnancy was Tums. Tums and Diclectin, which has been the Tums. I don't know if it's placebo in my head, in my mind, but when I was really struggling with indigestion, I take one of those and my symptoms are gone in like a minute or two. So I don't know. It hits fast. It gives me relief. I don't struggle so much with indigestion anymore. And it wasn't even what I was really eating because water gave me indigestion. For a period of time, it was for like three weeks every single day, indigestion every single day. It was a struggle. That part of it was not fun. Even having water burn <laughs> was a new thing for the bod. Um, but the Tums saved my life. <laughs> I will not lie. Um, I've tried, of course, to really be careful on what I'm taking. And this is coming from someone who doesn't even take Advil, Tylenol, nothing over the counter in the first place. So then adding being pregnant on top of all of it. There's been times where, especially with what I'm experiencing now, Tylenol has been brought up. I'm still too nervous to take Tylenol. I don't know. I've, I didn't even like taking it not pregnant. And I know it's probably fine. But I'm really listening to my intuition and there's a red flag there. So we're just going to not, we're going to not go that route unless it's entirely necessary. My body also cannot handle the heat or any type of sunburn. In my second trimester, I went out east to visit family. It was my dad's wedding. Such a nice time. Um, yeah, no, I sat in the sun for like, it was, it was a while, like I won't lie. It's probably about an hour and a half, an hour, an hour and a half. And I got so badly burnt that I blistered, which normally that wouldn't make me blister. And I had cankles for 
a couple of weeks. I peeled four or five times from that sunburn. I'm still experiencing some peeling and some dryness in those areas. That would have never happened before. I am a very fair-skinned woman, but that was just extreme. So couldn't body couldn't really handle the heat. If it was above 20, I'd be miserable, which I'm someone who loves summer. So I'm glad that summer in the mountains is a little shorter. Not so intense, not humid. It's very dry here. So the hot days were hot and I didn't like it. That was not something my body loved, especially with low blood pressure. Then I would just feel like I was going to throw up, pass out, all the things. Again, I really had to listen to the body. And then the last kind of symptom I really had was just constipation. And hemorrhoids are very much a thing in the whole journey of pregnancy. Hemorrhoids can happen just because of the amount of weight that's sitting there, um, putting pressure on that whole area. Very common. Also common to happen through labor and birth. I will be entirely honest, I can't see anything (laughs) down in that area anymore, so I have no idea what's going on. All I know is I did have constipation (laughs) for a little while. That was very real. Um, Magnesium helps a lot. And even a decaf coffee, because I don't really have caffeine anymore, decaf coffee would do the trick if I really needed it because sometimes I go like a week or two not two a week let's not get dramatic (laughs) um and that would definitely help so that is also a very common symptom especially in the second trimester I also had it in the first trimester and I have it now so that's just followed me (laughs) where it's very not regulated. It was already not a very regular thing anyways. So I think that's just followed me even more into my pregnancy journey. Now I'm going to get into a little bit of the mind and how my mind's been feeling through, especially the second trimester, and we'll get into the third after. But the second trimester, my mind... Honestly, it's been the same in the second and the third. So I'll just put them all together for the mind. It's is a day-by-day journey, experience, all of the things. I grieve almost every single day. I grieve who I currently am. I grieve who I was. And I just, my life is changing in such a big way. I sat with myself. I went to a cafe and I was just sitting in this cafe and I'm like, wow, I won't be able to just get up and go to a cafe. I won't be able to just get up and go shopping. I won't be able to just get up and go thrifting anymore. And While I'm so excited for him to be here, like so excited, I have to grieve to create space for who I'm becoming and it's very necessary. It's such a big change in a short amount of time. It really, really is. And, you know, grieving everything that I've ever known myself to be, my identity has and is shifting so much every single day. As my body changes, I recognize more and more in my conscious mind why that's happening and it's because I'm having a baby as much as, you know, you sit and think, oh, pregnant, you know you're having a baby, all the things. It is such a shock that sometimes you disassociate and sometimes you forget what's actually going to happen to you and what, not the consequences are, but the changes in your life are. And so... That requires a lot of grieving. I've cried a lot because, again, the timing of everything. I always try to make sense of the timing for so long. And I still find myself sometimes with that because 
know my circumstances aren't perfect. They're never going to be. But I just felt like they really weren't. This wasn't what I envisioned for myself and what I wanted to do at this point with having a baby. I didn't want to be an apartment complex. I didn't want to be this early on into my career. I didn't want just all of the timing right now made no sense. I wanted to be a little bit more rooted, if that makes sense. And again, Josh and I aren't married. We're now engaged, which is really exciting. But that was a whole other thing that I'm like, oh my gosh, <laughs> we're just not expecting this at all. So a lot of a lot of shadow work into limiting beliefs of I can't be a good mom and a good entrepreneur. I can't be a good mom and have a successful business. I can't be a good mom and have my shit together because I feel like on most days I don't even have my shit together right now. Like that is very real (laughs) with how I'm feeling. So then to grieve all of what I try to heal, what I need to heal, all of these things to create space for him in my life. It's definitely hard. That part is definitely hard. Um, and I just, I don't judge myself anymore. I did at the beginning, but anything that comes through, I don't judge. I just know it's necessary and it's normal. <laughs> it's also normal. No one talks about these things. You just see mama become pregnant and you see all the, you know, highlight real, but it is so confronting, so scary, so hard. Um, just to come into all of this. So I've really allowed myself the space and the graciousness to just be with any emotion that comes up. I do question it because I want to know why it's coming up, but being with it and accepting it and then allowing it to leave and knowing that I get to be a good mom and an entrepreneur. I get to be a good mom and soon a good wife. I get to be a good mom and a good sister. I get to be a good mom and a good daughter, friend, you know, all the things. I still get to be both. I always thought I could only be one. Um, So that was a huge acceptance. Huge, huge, huge for me. I'm still struggling to see it all land into my reality. I still can't, I can't, I've always been able to see, see a piece of my journey. That's I don't know if that's just because I'm a projector and we're seers or if that's just part of my clairvoyance. I don't know. I've always been able to see a piece of my life ahead of time. It's always been how I can do things, even when the unexpected hits. This is the first time in my life that it's completely unknown, that it's completely blank. I have no idea. I have no idea. So that is to me... Because I've taught my body and my mind that it can feel safe to go into the unknown. But there is that part of me that's like, holy shit. (laughs) Okay, we're doing this. Um, That's scary. But the fear doesn't stop me. I get excited about the fear because I know what the fear brings is a whole new version of me that's about to break through with my strength and my power. So with my mind... That's kind of where it's been at. The excitement is unlike anything I've ever felt. The love, while also simultaneously grieving, is so interesting. (laughs) Um, I just, like, my eyes started to tear up just thinking of the excitement that I feel. Like, last night, Josh and I were sorting through all of our things for baby boy, and 
I just kept saying I'm so excited, babe. I'm so excited to meet him. I can't wait to meet his personality, see what he looks like, see what he does on this planet, like just feel his energy even more in the physical. Like I can't wait. And he goes, Heaven, calm down. You're going to manifest his arrival too early. <laughs> you have to calm down. <laughs> I'm like, okay, fair enough. I want him to cook longer. That is true. Um, but that excitement, that love, it goes above anything else I'm feeling. This is the first thing I feel now. It's not secondary to everything else where there was a period of time where it was secondary. Absolutely. But now it's like, okay, I'm so excited, so excited. And I love, I love the initiation to get him here, which is through birth and labor. I love that he is my reward. I love that he is going to show me that next version of myself through facing so many fears and through that birth process. I'm just so excited, honestly. Like, oh, I hope you can feel it in the energy through this episode and through my voice. <laughs> And as for soul, in the second, I would say it's again, second and third trimester have been the same. My Reiki, it flows so much. My teaching is on, I love what I'm teaching. I love what I'm providing for in my Reiki sessions to clients for my own journeys. It's been incredible to see how my soul is evolving and stepping into again, this new version of myself. I feel very intuitive. I feel very clear in a way where I feel clear in my body, even if I can't see ahead, I trust and I can feel it in my body. And my energy has been just so good. Most people can't surprise me because my intuition is just so loud now, <laughs> which is funny. Um, oh, the mountains just started peeping out for the first time today. I love that. It's been so foggy. Um, but my soul has felt really clear. And with that has come a trust in this next season and this next wave of my life because I am going to go a period of time where I'm not working and I'm not making an income necessarily. And while at the beginning that terrified me, it has also allowed me to soften in a way. My intuition has just said, you know you're going to be okay. Like You know you're going to be fine. And Josh has really stepped up in so many ways, as he would, but and as he always did, he's allowed me to soften. He's allowed me to say and to know that I'm busy over here building a baby and he has us taken care of. And that's come with its own struggles to be held and to be supported by a masculine because that's new for me. It <laughs> um, has given me the space it's given me the space to really just prepare to nest, to be with baby boy, and to know that we are supported in this next season, both by him, by spirit, by the universe, by myself. I, I know that I would never let us fall, but it's really nice. That part of it's really nice. That trusting energy is, is so good. So I will get into... A little bit now of how my body's feeling in the third trimester. Um, <laughs> it's definitely, it's definitely different seeing my body change in such a really quick, fast way. My belly button has popped out. Anyone who follows me knows I've talked about my belly button. 
it's not something that I'm embarrassed by or even feel and it's very indifferent it's just funny because I've always had this little innie belly button and now it's just like protruding <laughs> my physical body definitely is a lot more tired very sore baby boy has kind of kicked a rib out I don't know if it was him who necessarily kicked it out or if I made it pop out was doing Brazilian waxes being back in aesthetics I have no idea um but that's a thing so in the morning I'm fine through the day I'm pretty good by the evening I'm so tired and I'm so sore I've had to start to like calm my evenings down and unwind way earlier than before because if I don't then I struggle with my rib pain my lower back pain as well as insomnia insomnia is definitely something that I've struggled with um, because I'm just I'll get up two to three times in the night to go to the bathroom to pee because my bladder is squished and then I just won't be able to fall back asleep and sometimes that means two to three hours of sleep in a night which I'm like okay are you just preparing me baby boy for <laughs> what's to come because dang I'm not ready just yet so just being so gentle on my body, like more than I've ever been in my life, even just bending over and trying to pick up laundry baskets and things I've always been able to do, I often need to ask for help or, you know, just not do it and pass the task off to Josh, which again, I don't love, but we're doing it. We're doing it. I've also become so out of breath. I don't know if you've noticed within this episode, I have to take a lot of breaks to breathe. I cannot breathe and talk and walk simultaneously anymore, which when I am working at the spa, <laughs> if I have to like do a Brazilian wax where I'm bending and moving and grabbing wax and then talking to my client because I'm trying to build that connection, they're feeling very vulnerable and I'm trying to make them feel safe. So I'm talking to them pressure and then trying to breathe at the same time I'll literally need to stop and breathe I'll just say just one second I just need to breathe because everything is so squished so so squished and breathing has become a hard thing every now and then I'll just be completely winded just sitting there like right now I feel winded <laughs> and I'm just sitting here talking like I'm not doing anything else except for talking and of course trying to breathe so that has been very fun <laughs> he is so so active it's crazy so when you start to get into this far along in the pregnancy your doctor midwife whoever is in charge if no one's in charge that's also okay will start to tell you to maybe pay attention to how much baby is moving within a certain time frame so my midwife was saying you want to feel him kind of six times within an hour like six times is a good amount of times um, to feel him move, whether that's just a little like jolt or a little movement or a little hiccup, six times is good. And I'm like, oh, I'm not worried because all he does is move. That is all he does. <laughs> so that has been a joy. It's so connecting. It's so beautiful. I love to play with him. Playing with him is so much fun. So I'll poke my belly and he will kick back. He will move again. It's so much fun. I do that most evenings. We'll just sit with each other and I feel him so deeply. Like it's such an insane feeling to 
look at your stomachs, see it moving, and just <laughs> to know there's a little, like, it's your creations in there. It's so beautiful. So he's definitely active. He loves to get the hiccups in the evening throughout the night. So that keeps me awake as well with the insomnia, with the going to the bathroom. That is another thing. <laughs> but everything else within my body has been so good feeling really good still have low blood pressure that's not going away but everything else has been pretty good I am getting my thyroid checked I have opted out for most um, blood works most testing I didn't do the gestational diabetes Again, all intuitive based. That's the nice thing with going with a midwife is these things aren't necessary. They don't need to happen if you don't want them to. And so I've kind of opted out of what I think is necessary to opt out of. But we are going to check a couple of things. I actually have my blood being drawn tomorrow. And that'll just tell me like, okay, yep, this is good. My body gets sore and gets like really bad cramps and aches. That could have something to do with my thyroid and I just want to make sure that what I am choosing to do for baby is beneficial for him and me because we both matter. Um, so going to get my blood drawn for that tomorrow and we'll see because I've had some like aching and walking is hard because I am so petite. My thighs hurt <laughs> holding up the weight and I'm like, oh my gosh, we have nine more weeks of growing at least. So we're just checking to see if there's anything else that I can take or eat that will help with my legs <laughs> because those definitely get sore too. My whole body gets sore. We're just at that, we're at that stage now and like I said, we still have nine weeks to go so taking it day by day. As far as my support team, they've been so incredible. I had a baby shower back when I was out east and all of the things that we were gifted were so beautiful, so great to have. Um, my family, Josh's family, everyone, we're just so grateful. Like, truly, we're so grateful. We get to go on a baby moon in a couple of weeks, gifted to us again by Josh's family, Josh's mom. She planned a baby moon for us and Lake Louise at, like, this beautiful lodge resort where we get all sorts of things. It's a romance package. So we're really excited to just be with each other. We might actually start planning a bit of the wedding or seeing where we need more preparation for baby. We're just going to really be with each other in that time. It's going to be our last little getaway before he arrives, which is crazy to think about. Oh my gosh. Um, so we're really looking forward to that. The support has been incredible from all of you online as well. Whenever I post things that are super vulnerable and open, I could not be more grateful. Truly, I could not be more grateful. I'm so lucky and so blessed for every connection, every like, every comment, every check-in from one of you. Even just saying I look like I'm glowing, thank you, because it doesn't feel like that every day. <laughs> I appreciate you all so much you have no idea truly like the love I can feel and so can he and it matters so thank you honestly thank you for everything actually with that being said 
I'm going to get into some questions. I don't want this podcast to be too long, but I'm going to get into some questions that have been asked by you guys and it'll kind of bring me into birth because there are a couple about birth and all the things. So let's get into that. The first question is what you were most surprised to experience or learn? (laughs) So yes, I knew my body would change and all of the things. All of that was kind of expected. What I didn't expect was to see how, especially in the Western world, birth, labor, and all of the things are approached as this big medical emergency, as this big thing that we're already incapable of being able to do that women are weak and need support and that support is very one-sided and you can't ask questions because if you ask questions you just you don't know the answer so just trust in the doctors trust in the hospitals but when you go to a hospital and you sign the paperwork that like say you're going to be induced or anything like that you're signing over so many of your rights it's actually crazy and they don't tell you I I see I see birth as a business for them and that was really shocking to me because I was programmed to believe that birth looked a certain way and that is your water breaks you start screaming in pain you go to the hospital they give you a bunch of meds then baby arrives I actually didn't know that there was a whole other way to birth. I had no idea. And that's why I was so afraid when I first found out about my pregnancy. I was like, oh my God, I have to get him out. I'm so afraid. I I'm, I don't love the hospital. I don't love the system. I don't love the doctor-patient relationship a lot of the times. So I was terrified to shit. I won't even lie. It scared me so much. And then of course, with my research and you know looking into more holistic ways, um, of doing this, I was shocked to see just exactly the statistics of what can happen when there's intervention from doctors, how common cesareans are when they can be avoided, how much fear-mongering there is, and, you know, disempowering conversations there are between doctors and mamas. Like, I'm... I I shouldn't have been surprised. (laughs) Truly, I'm pretty awake to the system. However, it just always blows my mind when I see it in reality and how it actually is like, yes, this is how you make more money with cesareans. You make more money with induction. You make more money with epidurals. You make more money with Pitocin. You make more money with all of these interventions. That's how they make their money. And they don't listen to the woman's body. They force you to start pushing before you're ready. And all this that I'm saying right now is not to put more fear. It's just what I've learned. It's what I've done research on to become informed, to feel empowered in a decision that I want to make. So honestly, that was one of the biggest things I was very surprised to learn. While I wasn't, I was because I was like, dang, this is such a big moment for so many women and to feel so much fear in that makes me so sad makes me really sad and to know that people see it as just a paycheck makes me even more sad so I hope that kind of answers that question Um, I'm going to get a little bit more into that too with one of the other questions but 
The next one is your fave part of pregnancy. Oh my gosh, there's so much. My throat chakra has opened. My ability to advocate has just increased so much. I feel so much so much strength and power in myself that I didn't feel before. I feel so I feel like a lion, but I also feel so dainty and like like a little flower at the same time. <laughs> I feel like both. Um and that's where I'm meeting that new version of myself where I can be nurturing and I can also be the action taker and the advocate. It's really nice to be both, to see myself be both. And I know I'm going to see it more and more, especially through my birth and labor and through actually having him here. But that has been my absolute favorite part. And our night times together where I'm just playing with my belly and he's responding and I feel him and we talk to each other talk to each other often and he's a pretty funny guy he likes to make jokes um we were asking him when he was going to arrive Earthside, and he's due november 20th right now and my birthday is november 30th and i was sitting with callie and i was asking him like okay are you coming november 20th give me a kick if yes and this is where he was being very active so i knew he was already kicking it doesn't kick for November 20th. And then the 27th has been very just symbolic throughout my pregnancy. So I said, well, are you going to come on the 27th? And no kicks. And then I say, well, are you going to come on my birthday? And we get the biggest kick. I'm like, oh, baby, I want my own birthday. <laughs> I know, of course, if he arrives, then he arrives, then we get to share a birthday. But the Sag in me is like, fine <laughs> I'll give up some of the attention but we'll see when he does actually arrive what day that is he likes to be a funny little guy so I'm <laughs> he reminds me of Josh in a lot of ways for that the next question was do you use Reiki on your baby boy if so how does it make you feel yes so much Reiki that was one of the first things I would find myself subconsciously doing when I would wake up from sleep I already had my hands on my womb space whenever it was very fresh that I was pregnant um and I was learning that I was pregnant and all of the things so that has not stopped I do Reiki on him all of the time but it's very much something that is intuitive and I ask because I still want to make sure he is okay with it and I get the yes every time of course he chose me as his mama he chose a reiki teacher as his mama so i can't imagine him not wanting it it makes me feel so connected to him it makes me feel like we are one but also so uniquely different it's really beautiful it's such a gift to be able to do on your baby and i can't wait to be able to do it again on him as he's entering into this world and once he's here, it's just, I'm so excited. I love doing Reiki. It's going to be so good. So the last question, which was pretty, that's where I'm going to end this, is where are you planning on giving birth? I'm assuming not a hospital, but maybe a birth center at home. So ideally, we would be at home. Um, but again, as I kind of mentioned, we're in an apartment. And I don't want to scare my neighbors. I don't know what kind of noises I'm gonna have to make to really you know be in that state I don't know what's gonna come out of my mouth I don't know how I'm gonna sound I don't want to have to hide that part of me because 
that's just not good for how getting him here I need to feel safe so while ideally I would love it to be at home it's not going to be at home Josh was a little hesitant too with a home birth seeing as he has done a lot of work around this and I've helped him but he has been told many times by different people that you know if my partner wouldn't have been at a hospital they would have died with the baby like he's heard all the horror stories um so of course naturally made him very nervous and so I tried to help him with that and say yeah they don't tell you about the interventions that led them to almost dying because this is a biological thing that we go through as women. We are meant to do this. Our bodies are literally created to do this. So unless there's unnecessary interventions happening, it's actually really rare for it to get to that point. That is so rare, which we've, of course, worked on a lot. But when we were making the decision, we decided to go with a birth center. So there's a birth center in Calgary. I'm in Camor. So Calgary is about an hour, about an hour away. We're going to go to a birth center there. We actually have a viewing tomorrow night of the a virtual viewing to see they have three rooms. If we can choose a room, that would be ideal. We don't know with, you know, births, other births happening at the time, but we're going to have a little virtual tour. It's the only birth center in the area. So that is the plan right now. It's also right beside a hospital, so if anything were to happen, we are going to have the access to a hospital. The hospital in Canmore, where I live, it's Canmore's a very small town if you haven't been here. Um, they have some, you know, things, but they don't have all of the things that a big city would have. It's great for low-risk births, so if there was actually something really wrong anyways, I would get shipped to Calgary. So I figured, well, why not already be in Calgary because I don't want to give birth in my home. And I don't want to give birth in the hospital. So the birth center is where we're going. The bath, a water birth is what I'm aiming for right now. I would love a water birth. That's what I'm manifesting. That's where I've been able to feel less pain already, even with my rib. Water birthing just seems to be the way to go. And... So tomorrow on the virtual tour, we're going to look at the sizes of the baths because I want to spend lots of time in there and I have a midwife, so she will meet us there. I'll have her there. I will also have my mom and my sister and Josh. So that's what that is kind of looking like right now. No pain medications. I am open to receiving IV fluids for sugars. Again, my body is so, my, my blood pressure is so low, so I feel like it can be harder for me and I run out of energy quicker, which can be something that, you know, becomes not an issue, but something to be conscious of. I'm definitely open to getting IV fluids on top of eating, drinking. In a hospital, you're not allowed to eat or drink. I find it inhumane, inhumane as fuck to do that to a pregnant woman. It's all based off of very old studies that actually don't even make logical sense now. <laughs> um, to keep food from a pregnant woman doesn't make sense. So being in a birth center again, I have more flexibility to have things my way in a way that feels safe for me. I have a midwife there who is licensed, 
to do this, to deliver babies. She knows what she's doing. I trust her. I have a really good relationship with her. I feel safe in her presence while also feeling empowered to make any decision that I want. I'm not afraid to ask her questions about anything. Nothing's off topic or off limits with her. So that feels already really good. I want my mom there just because my mom's given birth. She did have epidurals, but she is also in the same sense as I am where she avoids the hospital, doesn't love the system, all of the things, and would be a great advocate for me if I had to go to a hospital because in Alberta, you're allowed two people in there. So say I had to be transferred to a hospital for whatever reason, I would have Josh and my mom come with me because... I think both of them together, they know what I want. They know what I feel comfortable with and what I don't feel comfortable with. Um, so they would be really good advocates for me together. And then, of course, Callie will be there. She is my best friend, my sister. She's also going to do some hypnotherapy on me because she's a hypnotherapist. While she's not practicing, she has all the tools. So I'm going to definitely use those tools. So we're going to do that. I'm going to have meditations playing, music playing that I really love, aka the Lumineers, <laughs> creating an environment for me that feels really just soft and safe and calm. It's going to be so important. I want to get flowers for the water. I want to have essential oil candles, making it again super serene and calm, dim lights, the birth center allows you to do that. It's basically, the birth center looks like a big room. Like, there's three to choose from. It just looks like a big room with a bed, rocking chairs, tools there for, you know, you to get nice and comfy. Um, so I'm a fireplace. Like, it's very nice. It's, it's really there to make you feel comfortable. And it kind of mimics a home, a home birth. So... Um, that will be really nice and like I said if I have to go to the hospital I'm not opposed I'm gonna do what I need to do for the safety of my baby and my son so if that means something happens or you know things change quickly and Kirsty, my midwife says I think it would be best to go to the hospital she again knows what I want so I will listen and that is what I will do and I have to still have that part of myself that is open to what the process looks like, to what the experience is, I don't know. I'm going in so blind and just trusting that baby boy has already chosen how he's going to arrive, when he's going to arrive. I have to surrender into that knowing and we're a team and I know we're a team and we're going to get, we're going to work with each other to get him here and I'm really excited for that. I am confronting a lot of fears that have been programmed into me by having a natural birth and one that like you would be surprised how people respond to me when I say that I've had so many women say like oh you're gonna have a natural birth like just wait till you're actually in it like good luck and they're super condescending which is horrible it truly is I've had a lot of women tell me their traumatic stories which I don't really know why they would do that knowing I've never gone through this experience. I didn't ask. Um, so if you're one of those women, <laughs> maybe don't um, because we're already over here as first-time moms trying to navigate being pregnant, all of the things that come with that, the grievances, the body changes, and then also the fear of birth. We've never gone through this. It's a lot. So 
I feel sad for those who have gone through traumatic births and want to share it because obviously they're still holding on to so many parts of it, but ask permission. Just ask permission um, to talk about it. I've also had so many women say, oh yeah, I just completely wanted to avoid feeling any of that, so I just opted in for a cesarean, which again to me is so shocking because I'm like, I want to go through that initiation. I want to experience it and my, the power my body has to go through that. It's just very interesting to see how so many women approach it. And again, no judgment. Everyone's going to choose what is best for themselves. And they know deep in their heart what that is. I don't know what that is for them. So no judgment on my part. I just wish more women were willing to see what their bodies are truly capable of because I'm so here for women empowerment and the strength that we carry, you know. This is our innate ability to be able to birth. We are the birthers of this planet. So it's just interesting to me to see how it's really, you know, a lot of fear has been placed there. And even with myself, you know, like I was saying, when I first found out, first I was afraid of, oh my god, I have to go through this journey because I have to push out a baby. And that was the first thing I thought of. And now it's like, whoa, we've done so much work around that. So I no longer have that same type of fear. I've been taking an online birthing course that's called Pain-Free Birth. It's all these women who genuinely have had pain-free births. That's not to say it wasn't intense. However, it has a lot to do with the mind work and what stories your mind tells yourself because your body takes over. And those who feel unsafe in having their body take over, the mind gets in the way. So it's a lot of mind work that I'm doing right now. A lot of, you know, healing that, healing my shadows, to approach this time, what that could look like and what it will look like. Again, I have my manifestation of what that experience is, but I'm also super open. I have to be. That's the whole point in surrendering. So I can't wait to honestly upload my birth story and see how it differs or if it's the same as what I manifested. I'm so curious. Um, I have been able to feel Braxton Hicks, so I get kind of a bit of an idea of what those again aren't painful they're more just like uncomfortable in a moment like you feel it they're not painful and I know that the more resistance I have to feeling pain the worse so anytime I feel any type of pain I just soften into it I practice my breathing I practice my visualization and it helps so much it's not painful anymore so that part has been a blessing a gift I'm really grateful that I've gone this path I can't see myself going another path just with again having such strong beliefs on the healthcare system and how birth is viewed as like a like a thing that what word am I trying I'm trying to think of a certain word ah it's a production line so whenever you go into the hospital you don't have time to actually get to full dilation which can be 11, 12, 13 centimeters for some women. But once you're 10, even if you don't feel like pushing, pushing because that's what the doctor tells you to do. Your body will tell you when to push. Some women don't even need to push. Their bodies just do it for them. But in a hospital setting, it's, you know, that production line. So if you've been in labor for too long, then, oh, there we need to get you into cesarean. It's been too long. It's dangerous, which 
Of course, there's been interventions to even get you to that point. Pitocin, which is synthetic oxytocin, our body naturally makes oxytocin. If, you know, pitocin is given to you, it's synthetic, your body didn't create it, and therefore some women move through labor really quickly. And even that little intervention, when your body is doing something that, you know, naturally is against what it was going to do, can create a whole other you know, pile of things. You never know. Some people are fine with Pitocin. You just don't know. Um, Again, there's some things that I would opt in for, a lot of things that I wouldn't. This has come with my own research. If you are a new mama, I just say do all the research. It's not a bad thing to be informed. It's not a bad thing to ask questions. If you feel unsafe in asking questions, then please reach out. I'm not a medical provider in any way. However, I am very passionate now about a lot of these things and I have found a lot of solace in doing that research. It's brought me a lot of power back. So if you have any questions ever, please reach out. And if you have any questions about my own journey, please reach out. I actually really love sharing this with all of you. I hope you've enjoyed listening to... It's been an hour. (laughs) So I really hope you've enjoyed listening to my journey and where we're at now and I can't wait to do another update um further along whenever he's here I'm not too sure when but when it comes I'm so excited to give that I'm so so excited um but yes I just want to say thank you to everyone for listening to this thank you for being here and being in this space I love you all so freaking much And I hope that you have a beautiful rest of your day whenever you're listening to this. Love you guys so much and I'll talk to you in my next episode. Bye guys!